Welcome to Go Produce My Crew. My name is Big Lou, and this is where we help get indie artists paid, regardless of whether they want to get signed to an independent or a major record label. Our mission is to be the go-to community for indie artists looking to kick off or level up their careers and to empower the creative entrepreneur, providing them with all the resources they require to reach and even exceed their goals. Hit that subscribe button to not miss any more content to make sure that you turn all of your passions into profit. In this episode, we're hoping to bring you some of the best moments from season four around personal and artist or producer development. Make sure that you stay until the end to catch those bloopers. For now, tell me, why did you get into the music industry? I wasn't, I like, I have no musical skill to say the least. Like I have, you know, that's why I'm beside and behind the stage because uh, I'm growing up like grade six band, maybe for a few months here and there. And really, you know, we weren't necessarily a musical uh, family per se. So it was obviously, we always had a great appreciation for music. There was always music playing in the house, but you know, I don't, would it, would I say it led me into the, uh, the concert promotion being in the music business? No, probably not. I think I got into the music business more because I never wanted to have what I used to say a real job. Yo, same Harvey, whatever a real job is, am I right? A lot of people don't think they are because they aren't creative, but let's hear your opinion. I really believe in this idea that everybody has creative capacity and we need to figure out how to reclaim that because there's there was still this feeling generally in society that creativity really wasn't being appreciated or respected very much. You know, YouTube hadn't become the thing or the phenomena that it is now. Influencers weren't, you know, didn't really exist. So the idea that everybody could get their 15 minutes of fame and be creative and utilize their creativity for something that could have a wide-ranging impact wasn't really there yet. So we know that you're a creative, but what are you going to do with it? I think to be a superstar, there are certain qualities you need, and most people don't have it. Would you be able to list out those qualities? Uh, fire in the belly, fire in the belly, fire in the belly, fire in the belly. It's my number one criteria, which for me is like a driving ambition that nobody's stopping you. Um, some talent. I think talent is highly overrated <laughs> because I think if you have some talent and you have, and you have fire in the belly, you will be great, even if you're not great now, because you'll do everything it takes to be great. Great stage performance. Um, how about a good personality? How about being able to engage people and talk to people and have a friendly, nice, happy personality? That's like, yeah, that's rare. Um, how about humility? <laughs> how about being willing to learn? Okay, that's six that I would start with. The classic, uh, it takes 10 years to build an overnight success. I think that is the biggest uh, lesson or the first big lesson. Around that time, when I first started taking rapping seriously, I had a few friends that were musicians as well. And we were so naive and we, you know, we just loved music and we said, okay, so there's this musician that we love and they're signed to this label. And so it was, I can't remember who we we're talking about, but someone was signed to Universal Music. So we thought, yeah, let's just get the bus up to central London, go to Universal Music and ask them for a record deal. And then we go in there and they're like, so who are you? And we're like, oh, I'm a rapper. And they say, okay, well, do you have a uh, hundred thousand listeners on this? And this is like before streaming as well. So it was like, do you have a hundred thousand people maybe buying? Uh, if your mixtape or whatever you're selling. Do you, can you fill out all of these big underground venues in London? So then when we realized that, and that, that was like eight, eight, nine years ago. 
So uh, yeah, it really, really was that first. It's going to take a long time just to get to when people start to know you. It takes time. It takes tears. It takes sacrifice. What have you sacrificed? Let me know in our Facebook group. That's what people do. You give them the tools. I mean, literally, I mean, I think a lot of people would understand what I mean by this, this, this reference. There could be a book out there that's 650 pages, how to make a million dollars in 18 months. Everybody could be sent it to their house for free, right? Vast majority of people would only get to like chapter two because it didn't happen fast enough. They know the 18 months is out there, but all of a sudden they don't want to wait for the 18 months. They would rather do a little spurt, a little spurt, little spurt, little spurt their entire lives rather than crawling through the shit for years to actually find themselves in a very, very good position because not a lot of one, not a lot of people want to do that. But you never have to do it alone. And it really is critical as you go to to hang on to the friends that that um, really sort of are are loyal and funny and maybe don't take you too seriously because th this whole business sometimes um, artists that are coming up in it uh, we, we sometimes take ourselves a little too seriously because it's kind of a serious business even though at the end of the day we're kind of playing once you start get getting paid and once you start um, getting clients that really need results um, uh, sometimes the pressure can be a little too much and and, or not too much, it just, the pressure is what it is. And so having friends that understand that pressure and can help you, you know, laugh it off and have some fun in life is, is incredibly critical. Do yourself a favor and write out your personal goals. The answers will follow. My job as a composer is not to write my best hit record on someone's film or on someone's game. It's to take what they've got, add to it, I'm the last person to get it, and push it up just that much more where it's gonna just kind of be a part of the whole dream and vision that they had. And, and I mean, one of the first times I got called to mix a session in that studio where I, I started as a runner was because I was staying in the studio for about 16 to 18 hours doing all sort all, all that, all sorts of stuff. And one of the producers just like, who, who, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> so he, he was like, he started like uh, getting me to set up the the workstations and installing the plugins, you know, and getting the the gear uh, set up all together for the recording sessions. And I just like went in a little deeper every time, you know, until I got to be assistant recording engineer. And eventually they would they would hand over a mix for me to do. For me to get a great performance, it's all about getting you know, setting the perfect storm so the artist can feel really comfortable. You know, it's very hard to get a real good performance out of an artist that you're just getting to know. So for me, it's very important to be able to to be personal and get intimate with the artist so I can really know what's the approach or what's the path he or, or she wants to take. And I, I would do whatever it's at, at my disposition to make that uh, to make that happen. You know, I'm just trying to be like a facilitator gateway for the artists to do their thing. So I, I actually, I don't have any rules. I, 
I would do whatever it takes to get the job done. There needs to be a more comfortable space for all parties involved in this creative work. We're aiming at a high standard of recording and I want this to be incredible for you because I want you to walk away from this recording experience with a song that you're really, really proud of. And in order for me to do that, this is I need this level of playing from you. So let's figure out how we can get you playing at that level, whether it's uh, just running it a few more times or, you know, if it's, you know, a run on a guitar that, you know, we're not getting all the notes, you know, really, really, really tight. Like, let's punch it in a bar at a time or a half bar at a time or a note at a time if we have to, to get it where it needs to be. Because I want you to walk out of this recording studio going, oh my goodness, I can't believe how good I sound. It's not your room that's gonna make a good production. It's not your mix reference that's gonna make a good production. It's not your headphones that's gonna make a good production. It's you that's gonna make a good production. And especially if you're doing stuff like referencing off of uh, reference tracks that you know translate well, you know are mixed well. If you make your song in your room sound like that track also in your room, then you've arrived there. And furthermore, I've been mixing music out of this room for three or four years now. I know what this room sounds like. I know how it translates. It doesn't surprise me anymore. I'm sure if a, an acoustician walked into this room, he'd tell me it's full of problems. I, can, I could point out a number of different problems right now off the top of my head. But people still call me and hire me because my productions still sound good. Once you have those solid pieces of production, are you trying to get signed? Let me know in the Facebook group. I think any independent artist who can get a major deal should absolutely try to do it. I think they should understand what their strengths and weaknesses are. They should try to negotiate, get an attorney to negotiate a great deal for them, which in my opinion would be as little amount of time as possible. So if they want a seven-year deal and you get a five-year deal, you did a good job. I think that they also need to understand that getting signed to a major is like being in the minor leagues in baseball. They already got their stars. They already got their Derek Jeters. They've already got their Alex Rodriguez on the plate. They're batting. They're bringing in the home runs. They're doing great pitching. They're doing great shortstop stuff. They sign you. That doesn't mean you're getting up to bat. So the fire you had that got you attention to be even looked at by the major is the same fire you need when you get to the major. Uh, when working with, with high profile artists, you are expected to do your work very fast. And I, I mean, sometimes the quality process of production can be overlooked in, in terms of achieving the recording itself. There's always going to be ups and downs, you know, it's, it's just about how fast you reaccommodate yourself to the situation. One of the laws of working with high profile artists is it's not about technical stuff or even music related stuff, but political stuff, label related stuff. There's so much going on when working in those with high profile artists. It's, just not about music. You have to be ready to work at this level. There's no more waiting around for inspiration. The time is now. People will look at music as like, they'll be like, just let's take it of a, as a joke, if, if for lack of a better word. At the end of the day, as Vikings, we look at it as a business. And 
that's how we treat it. So like I I don't I don't see our business being far different from in terms of the business aspect from let's say an accountant or a lawyer. Um, yes, it's creative, but I think the core value of it um, still boils down to what a typical business should be like. What a typical business should be like. And I think that's I think that's one of the lessons that we learned. It's all about relationships. It takes a long time to build a like reputation. And you can lose that shit overnight. And I think that the biggest thing that, um, you know, I think has differentiated me in my career is like, I've always invested in people. You know what I mean? Like we're about to close out a major round of financing, seven figures, you know what I'm saying? That we're about to bring inside of this company to really take it to the next level. And I look at the cap table and I can literally unpack all of those relationships back towards other relationships and other relationships and other relationships. And it was all integrity based character stuff that led to this specific moment in time. And it's like, I think that is a natural transition towards like, you have to invest into people when you don't need anything from them, right? And that's when you're supposed to lean in and be the best version of yourself is when you don't need anything in return, when it's not transactional, when it's purely energetic. And I think the universe has like an amazing way of like rewarding you over time through karmic energy in terms of like people pouring back into you when your moment comes. And I think that the last thing is just like being patient. I never tried to force it in my career. And there were moments where I, you know, like, damn, like, why haven't I got my hit yet? I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm so talented. Like, I believe all these things about myself, but it takes time. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the road to success is a, is a thousand miles. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to put your, your time and energy in. One of the first lessons I learned was don't kind of let stuff sit on your desk. You know, the stuff that comes up in business every day, not all of it is nice and fun. A good part of it is, hopefully. But there's always negative stuff that you got to deal with. So jump on the stuff right away and don't hold back. And, and I know I deal with that uh, on a daily basis. I just got a deal for a new show with National Geographic. And, you know, I, there was a couple of different copyright and publishing issues. And I was I was on the forefront of what I had to do on my desk. And I just kind of held back a little bit. But I always think just get it done. If, you, if you're worried to do it or scared to do it, that means you should do it right away. Please, please don't make these mistakes. Don't let your friends make these mistakes either. Go ahead and share this with them. On next episode, I'll be sharing more of the best moments from season four, but this time from the business development perspective. Lastly, as promised, enjoy those bloopers. You know, we gotta appreciate music. We gotta make the most of it. <laughs> hey, hey. Welcome or well. Welcome or well. We are on a massive mission to bring clarity to the music industry and. Ah, oh, shit. Yo. <laughs> Sorry, I heard the basics, so uh, it's like. Oh, you heard memory. the basics. I'm back. <laughs> That's the first segment. Nice. Yeah, he, he's usually asleep back there. Okay.